We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, before we talk about the 3-0 Kansas Jayhawks, we got to talk about Emprise Bank. The Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide through the AllPoint ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner in Emprise Bank. Shout out, Emprise Bank. We love them here. But we love the Kansas football Jayhawks more, boys. Not more, equally. We love Emprise and Kansas Jayhawks. But the Kansas Jayhawks, AB's flapping his wings. The Kansas Jayhawks are 3-0. and B-turn, we spent last week, like, kind of getting crazy with it. It felt like, you know, we we say, okay, let's say we beat Houston. Can we be 4-0? Can we be 5-0? And I kind of, like, talked us off the – I was like, wait, let's settle down here. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I'm a, I'm done with that. The Hawks are three and zero. We can start six and zero. I don't even care. Like all possibilities are there because this team is freaking good. Jalen Daniels is freaking good, and my hopes have never been higher. I'm ready to go bowling. So, uh, B turn, how are you doing? This is real, boys. Like this is not a fluke. Um, maybe after the West Virginia game, you say it's a Big Twelve opponent. Those games are high scoring. You've seen Big 12 football. Now you go to Houston, a team that's actually well-coached, great defense. They're known for their defense. They're supposed to win double-digit games this year, supposed to win the American, and you go in and hang 48 points on them. They were giving up 100 yards rushing a game, and we were at 280 with like 10 minutes left. And we could have put up 50-plus easily if we wanted. It was kind of vanilla at the end. You're sitting at 41 or so, and they kicked two field goals. But when you have this, I mean, we could do an hour episode talking about Andy Kotelnicki. We could do an hour episode talking about Lance Leipold. We could do an hour episode talking about JD. Like, we have one of the best play callers in the country. There's no question about it. I don't care what anyone says. We have one of the best coaches in the country, and we have – people keep saying one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's that good right now. He just won National Player of the Week, and – Every third down, I think you guys can – everyone can agree with me. I think we're the number one offense on third downs this year, converting-wise. And every third down for him, he's moving he's moving the sticks with his feet. He's finding Lawrence Arnold. He's been unbelievable all three games. And I don't – dude, this is crazy. And it's like if KU didn't have that stigma around them, people would be – I feel like people wouldn't be, I guess, not wanting to get their hopes up, I'm trying to say. Like if you don't have this past 13 years of history – I feel like KU would have been ranked. KU would have been – people would be like, this team's going bowling, but still people don't want to get their hopes up. But this team is that good right now. Like this, When you have this good of an OC, QB, and head coach, I think you can hang with anyone and beat anyone. Like I could literally see us being 5-1 or 6-0 after this three-game home home stretch. Yeah, so AB, you weren't on last week. Um, And I don't know, I feel like me and you have kind of – been similar with like let's temper expectations let's not get out of control here i've kind of just shifted from i'm riding the wave 
no pun intended, shout out to the green wave. Um, but I'm riding the wave and I'm just along for the, like, I am fully bought in on this team beating Duke. I'm fully bought on this team, potentially beating Iowa state. Uh, I think they can do it. Where are you at? Like, are you, are you sky high like me or are you still hesitant? I'm like almost all the way in, which is terrifying, but like, I was thinking (laughs) about it earlier today and I went down the big 12 and maybe I'm just like, not knowledgeable enough to talk about this but it like it all makes sense to me when going through this is there a single game the rest of the year where where we're gonna have the worst coach and worst quarterback like i think lance is maybe the best coach in the country and jalen's playing better than anybody or not i meant conference country conference conference. conference. is is jd the best quarterback in the league i on like i know um gabriel from oklahoma the ucf transfer has been sick spencer sanders has been pretty sick almost state but like they're not that much better than Jalen. Like, I don't look at those two and be like, oh, that guy's going to go play 15 you years in the league when he's done. at the first three games and not say Jalen Daniels is in the conversation for right. one of the best top two quarterbacks. Right. Like, you just – there's have, not an argument made that he's not. We have national writers saying that he's a top five Heisman candidate right now. Dennis Dodd, <laughs> back-to-back weeks. And I know, like, it's probably not going to happen and his odds are still crazy to win it. But even the fact that that's being brought up in the last, what, six or seven games that he's played have just been unbelievable. Like, I think we have enough data now to back it up to say this isn't fluky. This isn't just a flash in the pan. Like, he's actually just fucking sick. And if you have the better quarterback and the better coach, and most games we're going to have that, you got a chance to win a lot of football games. So, like, I'm I'm all the way in on this. If I see – if we blow out Duke, I'm going to be completely bought in on us winning, like, eight games. It's – it's – it's funny, AB, because I remember when we went through the schedule at the beginning of the year, we were like, okay, yeah, we all agree we, we'll get three wins. Like, we bet the two and a half, that cash thing. Over by God. October, baby. Um, yeah, over by October. But, like, we sat there and we said, okay, but look at this conference, though. Like, Iowa State's going to be good. TCU's fine. Like, K-State's going to be good. Like, we just couldn't figure out where we were getting our wins, and now we're three weeks in, and you're saying things like that, and I love it. It's like – this team has proven so much over three weeks. Like, we're not just winning these games. I know West Virginia win wasn't overtime, but we freaking controlled that game until we kind of melted down late. But we were the far better team for two, three quarters of that game. We sucked at the beginning. We sucked at the end of the fourth quarter. But, like, we dominated. And in the Houston game, we sucked at the beginning and then just thoroughly dominated that team weather delay did nothing we completely controlled the game from there and we obviously controlled the game in week one so like we're not just like squeaking out ugly wins we are playing incredibly efficient awesome entertaining football which is just like something that is still hard for me to comprehend like i don't know if if you don't if you don't count the drive before half we scored on seven straight drives to end the game if you don't count the kneel downs too five touchdowns in a row and then two field goals and just the rushing attack, like everything works for Nicky when he gets it going. Like the play to – everyone's been talking about it, the handoff to Devin Neal, which is the second straight week they've done that, where they they snap it to Devin Neal, and then he gives it to JD and then throws it to Casey. But no one's talking about Bean coming around the end too. He was scoring. Like the way – you see Bean – like teams are going to know Jason Bean, just backup QB. He's got speed. And, yeah, he was open, could have thrown it there, and then – the touchdown to Tory Lachlan is my favorite player of the year so oh, man. far. Like fifth string running back, and he just runs a little post, and JD throws another dime, dude. And like that, that play you 50, mentioned, averaging fifty-three just, points per game. <laughs> it was just like we were toying with him at that point. Like it was just like, yeah, hey, you want to do a direct snap to Neil, who hands off to Daniels and throws it to the guy sponsored by Applebee's. Like that will be funny. Let's do that because we know it'll work. Like. Kotelnicki is just toying. He is straight up, like, B-Turn, I think you've tweeted it. He's been, like, almost perfect. Like, you know there's times where you watch a game and you're like, what the hell was that play? Why are you running it right there? Why are you passing it there? He always calls the right play. And I know it's not going to stay that way, but it has truly been shocking how enjoyable, outside of the first few possessions of these last two games, how just enjoyable it's been to watch Kansas football. We are, I mean, Jalen in that option always makes the right decision. It just blows my mind. He always makes the right decision. He finds holes that you don't even see. Like he's become become a weapon 
on the ground, which is not really something I felt like was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. What's even crazier to me, and like a lot of people will discount the defense, and I get it, the numbers probably look worse than I personally think they are. You can't take points away, but if you take the first eight minutes out of the West Virginia and Houston game, like yeah. I feel like they've been pretty damn solid. They just got to get off to a hotter start, and the offense hasn't put them in the best position at times to start. But and then another thing, a forty-two to seven run that KU went on against Houston, like that's that's against Alabama versus yeah, that's Alabama versus New Mexico State stuff. Like forty-two to seven, they won insane. twelve games last year. Yeah. yeah, Houston's home opener. They're one yeah. and one with. They had a shot to be two and zero or zero and two, whatever. But they're coming home, and Dana Holgerson. I mean, it's like normal for coaches. I feel like to hype up the other team, but in his presser during that week, he's like, "This Kansas offense, like they're different, and they're just so hard to stop." And that makes me think about the coaching staff even more. Where it's two weeks in a row, you're down fourteen zero, and the offense is sluggish to start. It just lets you know how good they are at adjusting. Like Kotal Nicky just reading defenses and things like that, and. Yeah, JD with the option, 27 carries for 237 yards this year, Jeez. leading the team in rushing. Makes sense. And I was thinking earlier, like, remember, remember last year we ended the year well and we have that podcast and I get going. I'm like saying, dude, we could maybe beat OU and you both just start dying laughing. <laughs> And it's still so funny because it's the one game on the schedule. I'm like, but, but what, I, lose. <laughs> what I was going to say is what if before the year we do a preview and I look at you guys and go, this Kansas team's going to start three and O and they're going to be an eight or nine point favorite against Duke at home coming back from Houston. You guys, we would have died man, laughing. If you would have laughed, Brandon McAnderson would have been like, hell yeah. Like <laughs> he has no doubt that this team's starting five and O six and O like, if we were two and one coming home, I would be thrilled. If we were Dude. one and two and rocking with those two teams on the road, I'd be pumped. The last time I was on the pod, I think I closed it with if we just win one of these next two road games, we'll have a chance to go three to one three and one going against Iowa State at homecoming. And Ryan specifically laughed me off the podcast. Like <laughs> it's just insane. And that's not a shot at you. That's just no. like that's been KU football. We beat Tennessee Tech. Who the hell knew what we were gonna have after that? But and I even stretch it back further. Like think of, and I think I texted you this, Ryan, but Think if I would have told you when we fired Les Miles or when he resigned or whenever, March 9th, 2021, so 18 months ago, that in September 22, we'd be, what, 30th in the AP poll, like receiving votes, 3-0, and favored by 10 to go to 4-0, and and then have two more winnable games right after that. Like, There's we, like never I would have been, been shot dead. The luck, I mean, like just being – calling it quits and saying less you're gone jeff long you're gone like just getting rid of that when we did because you a lot of programs and we've done it a lot of programs let that thing let that just string along like you're like oh we've already fired three guys in the last 10 years like let's just give them some time and i just love that we were like nah these guys suck less did some <laughs> shady things uh, and we just cut ties and we were done and it somehow how the hell we ended up with Lance Leipold? How everyone else missed on him? I don't know. I'm sure not everyone missed on him, but like, I feel like we have, you said it, like, with the current coaching staffs in the Big 12, like, I, Gundy, you probably put ahead of Leipold just based on what he's done. Um, but Campbell, like, maybe. Campbell, yeah, Campbell. you can't really, and you can't even judge Venables yet as a head coach. Right. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a coordinator. Guys, Leipold took over a winless team. Yeah. 0-9, 0-10. And, and there was like no jobs open. He could have waited. He could have stayed at Buffalo, waited a whole year, got another job. We got so lucky that there was no jobs open. And Leipold and the staff are so competitive that they wanted to come here and prove they could win. Takes over a winless team, doesn't have an offseason, comes here and we're competing by the end of the year. Almost beat OU. And now you're 3-0 and on the cusp of being ranked. Like, we were winless two years ago. And this t- this dude's about to have us ranked. If we so, win this weekend, we should be ranked. And they are. Will we be best- ranked if we win this weekend? I think so. I know there's a lot of teams we have to hop, but it's just like the story just keeps growing and growing. Every time they win a football game, I feel like it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger, and more people like. And the people that had us ranked anyways will move us up higher, which will get us more points. It's just C dot tweeted this out the other day. It's the best story going in college football. And to hear that really from a Mizzou is. fan, it's like, it's kind of bizarre to hear that about KU. 
We haven't seen I mean, us. Yeah. There's 13 year old kids that haven't seen KU football win more than three games in a year. And we're three and it, oh mm-hmm. with a three game it, home stretch. It's still like hard for me to accept. Like when we started bad against Houston, like immediately I start thinking like, ah, it was a fluke. Like, here mm-hmm. we go. Here we go. Like my brain can't get away from that. I am so accustomed to anytime something good happens to KU football, just immediately getting shot back down. And, you know, we're going to probably have a bad loss. We've just, I mean, every team does. Like, is it weird that the other day I started stressing about the fact that now we have to be emotionally invested, like (laughs) hardcore every weekend? Like football used to kind of be the time where it's like, hey, anything exciting is awesome, but the bad's just the bad. We're used to it. Now I'm like stressed, like, damn, if we lose a Duke, that will suck a lot. (laughs) Yeah, dude, earlier this morning, I literally told myself, Going to the booth this Saturday is going to feel like the Reasing days. You're going to go to that stadium, and then if you lose, your Saturday's ruined. Like, yeah, you're going to go there expecting to win now. The next three weeks, like, I don't even care. TCU, yeah, we could be dogs. Maybe Iowa State, too. I'm going to be expecting to win these three games. I'm and be five and one or six and oh. Like, I'm going to go to the booth, and if we like a win or loss is going to make or break my day, like, that wouldn't have been the case. Like, you would go hoping it would be a game. Now you hope to go win, and you expect to go win. Yeah, it's it's going to be like that K State game with less, like every single time we go. Who the fuck is K State? (laughs) (laughs) Can I spill some news really quick? Yeah. So this is going back to the Oklahoma talk, and like, oh, we we won't beat them. Could, Um, (laughs) but just a little look ahead for four games down the road, uh, Texas. Or Oklahoma plays Texas the week before they get us, and then they have to go to Iowa State the week after. Little bit of a trap game, boys. Let's go win in Norman. Let's go win in Norman. Yeah, until we're ranked 12th in the country. I don't think you can be 6-0. <laughs> yeah. I've, game day. I've talked myself into being 6-0 and going to Norman. Yep. And that game will be game day. Mm-hmm. Bride doesn't want to get his hope up because he's such a big fan. And he's seen all this through 13 years. I, Why can't we expect to beat any team in the country with the best offense right now? Will and the we offense is favorites in Iowa State again. I mean, I mean, it's I guess home. it all depends. If we go blow out Duke, like then yes, we might be favorites against We're Iowa nine State. point favorites. So, I don't know how accurate these are, but you know when you click on the game before it happens on the ESPN app and it has like the yeah. predictor index or whatever. So Iowa State, it's like a 60-40 for Iowa State. But the TCU game is just a 50-50 split right now. So, like, it's and then amazing. we're – I think we're, like, 75 against Duke. So, like, we we probably will be favored in two of these games as long as we just don't shit the bed and turn in the old KU again. Campbell's amazing, but what is so outstanding about Iowa State this year? Like, after watching the Iowa game, I already had talked myself into us winning. It was a 10-7 final. I ended up winning, but they're well coached. But I really wonder what that spread is going to be. It'll be under a touchdown. <laughs> Like, assuming we take care of business. <laughs> yeah, I uh, See, I came I just, into this episode thinking TCU's better. I just watched them against Colorado. I think their offense is a little more explosive. Colorado's so bad, dude. Yeah. Colorado, I mean, stinks. they are just brutal. But they got, like, they got Doug in his back for his eighth year. Um, Chandler Morris is pretty good. They got, they're got they going to throw two quarterbacks at you. I We probably should be talking about Duke, and we haven't even talked about the Houston game that much. But I'm talking myself into five and one, worst case, going into OU, which is crazy. Because we can – if we lose – I mean, if it's we, fair. It's very fair. If we lose this weekend, we're going to be like – we're going to get on next week and be like, well, we're going to be 500 going to Norman. That's just the fun thing about what this team has done, like – even if we did lose this weekend, it would suck. It'd be a bad loss. But, like, this offense has proven that we can compete in any game. Doesn't matter. Like, I know Houston's defense actually kind of stinks. I mean, they were really good last year, but, like, I feel like it's they were still Houston. Statistically, like... they were good, but, like, analytically, they were, they were like 119th in the country and explosive run defense. They just give up a lot of big plays on the ground. But they were in a couple. I just feel like, like in the regulation. teams that play throw the ball a lot. And regulation against UTSA and Texas Tech, they didn't give up too many points. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I do think people are like underrating their defense a little bit and underrating. KU's and those offense, are two good teams. Yeah, they got yeah. talk about a brutal non-con. For them. I mean, they haven't Houston played like super into teams, a buzzsaw. 
you see UTSA on your schedule in Kansas two years ago, you're like, sweet. <laughs> auto two wins start the year, and they were sweating to beat UTSA and got shit pumped by the Hawks. So just another another um, point on Houston. Like we spent an entire year on this podcast, on group chats, on Jayhawk slant, and all we wanted to do was get the Houston game off the schedule. And then we just went in and fucking dominated from like the seven minute mark in the first quarter on. Just never looked back. It's just I, absolutely insane. I talked about – I somehow said we could maybe beat OU since they're going to have a coaching change and new QB, and we just marked Houston as a loss, like no chance. You're going yeah. to Houston for their home opener? <laughs> you were more confident winning against OU than you were Houston. And we're down – I don't know how you guys felt, but we're down 14-0. It's raining hard as a mother. and I was not feeling good. Lawrence Arnold, we just came out sluggish. Lawrence Arnold drops a first down pass, and I thought that might get to his head. And JDs were down 14-0. They score on a screen where it looks like there's a bunch of penalties. And then 14-0, just like West Virginia, you get the ball. It's a must-score drive. They go right down and score. Like, it's just amazing how this offense answers every punch. We just – and we don't self-inflict. Like, we just don't make a mistake. Like, how late was it till we committed our first penalty? Wasn't it, like, fourth quarter? Like, I was we just, they had the, for sure. Yeah, because they, the, they had the fight on the sideline. I think that was an offsetting penalty. So that didn't technically yeah. count. And then yeah, yeah, they, they're so disciplined. The staff is just has these dudes so disciplined. And it's crazy because, like, wild. the teams we're playing against are doing the stupid shit that we're used to. Like, <laughs> like West Vaughn overtime, the drive was over. We're kicking a field goal. And the dummy just threw over JD, roughing the passer. And then in the Houston game, I don't remember exactly when in the game it was. But the drive was over again. I think the game was still close, and that D lineman just threw one of our offensive linemen to the ground. Extends the drive. We score like two plays later. It's just, yeah, it's just a breath like, of fresh air to not be the that little good. things like Highshaw losing that ball where it just flew out of his hands and he recovers mm-hmm. it. In years past, that ball's picked up, taken back for a touchdown. Like things yep. are just going our way, and it's so surreal as a KU fan that's seen every little possible thing that could go wrong go wrong and now it's like if i was watch if i like playing against us right now has to be so frustrating like jalen daniels will look like he's being caught for a third and nine and he'll break free and score a touchdown like the things that we're turning into good things are just blowing my mind and it's still hard for me because we are so used and it's what i've said the whole time like we're so used to bad that I'm questioning every single game, waiting for that moment where things go wrong and it really just, other than the starts, that hasn't happened yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, all right. Let's, uh, what else do you guys have on Houston? We got to talk to I wanted to ask you guys about the weather delay because that's another KU thing. God, KU's 2-0 and and they're up, what was it, 21-14. We're inside the five. The offense is cooking. Here's a weather delay to screw us over. And then 
I start getting negative. I'm tweeting negative things like, God, if we lose this game, we get to blame this. Blame it on this. I tweeted, I mean, that the, I, I tweeted the loss doesn't count if we lose. Like, that's how yeah, convinced that was. And then, I, and then I sit back and I go, oh, we got Andy Kotelnicki, one of the best play callers in the country. Maybe he'll draw something up nice. We come out, Luke Grimm, motion and left, moves the defense, motion back right. The cornerback can't catch up to him right in the pylon, untouched, touchdown, 28-14. So do you guys think that we went to the locker room and they just sat down and said, that's the play? Or were they in there running like all sorts of scenarios? Like <laughs> that's what I was thinking this about. one, we could do this one. Or was it just like, no, nah, we're doing that one. It's going to work. Like, they probably, uh, they had to talk about it a little bit, but there's no way they spent an hour talking about that. Can you imagine how much they just did in their locker head? room, just running the same <laughs> formation over and over again. Mm -hmm. Grim's just gassed by the time they come out. <laughs> Um, he's running so, motion 400 times since the hail started falling yeah. yeah i mean all right let's the way, uh let's... just the way they re like the way they bounce back 14-0 with the rain coming down so hard like that rain just got in my head i thought it was going to be just a sluggish performance by the offense right after that happened and then we should have scored 50 plus we rushed for 280 and houston's given up 100 on the ground so far this year and then jd yeah. five total touchdowns like I mean, we could talk about him all day long. Let's uh, let's talk JD. We can still talk Houston. Let me do a DraftKings ad real quick. Um, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% without payout, with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Uh, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligible eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details speaking uh, of, speaking of DraftKings, there's an over under on saturday that's 64 and one of the teams in that game is averaging 53 points a game uh yeah i sure said works. this last weekend like i was kind of saying i sounded like an idiot because you know you you feel stupid when you think you've like you've outsmarted Vegas, you've outsmarted the handicappers. And it's like, but like, I genuinely think us being that we had watched these games and knowing that Lance has done, like, I truly could not believe some of the things that were set. Like first half KU 11 and a half last week, second half KU 13 and a half, uh, high Shaw over 0.5, a half touchdown, Neil over 40 yards like it all felt so easy to me like it felt like we knew more than freaking Vegas at that time um we do. so now my question is like are we going to get duped are we going to get overconfident and is really this line should this line be four but we're like baking in like are they trying to get KU fans like us to just pour money on the Hawks or like is eight and a half, like a real line. Like, I don't know. Now my brain is completely twisted. I mean, how many KU football fans are there though? <laughs> like, I, I feel know. like they, they don't try Just to anyone. trap people on, on an unranked KU versus Duke game. But like, I get what you're saying. Uh, there's so many people are talking about KU football nationally too, that it's like, I mean, is there any chance we were under, we were clearly very undervalued, but like, is there any chance we've shifted quickly from undervalued to overvalued? I don't know. That's true. I thought that against Houston. Like, I even tweeted that, and someone was like, Vegas doesn't care about your money. Like, they make enough. But it made me feel like they don't know how good this team is and how good the staff is and how good the offense is. Like, we've dropped 55 in Morgantown, and then I thought – I said last week, and I feel like you thought I was crazy, Rye, but I thought we were the better team going into Houston. I really thought we were better than them. And we we were a double-digit underdog at one point, weren't we? Yeah, I think it got to 10. Yeah crazy so yeah i mean you were dead right like we were you rewatched that game we were the better team outside of those first couple minutes that first quarter but uh yeah so duke ku what's the line at eight and a half still eight 
I would I not. It, I'll look it up now, but I think I saw nine and a half earlier. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I just personally would not touch KU this week, and I don't know why. I I'm a huge believer in our team and our offense and our coaching staff. And I guess the KU fan in me that has been a KU fan for these last 13 years might be creeping back in my mind, but I personally would not touch KU as a two-point favorite. And I don't know why. I think Duke's super a solid. Two-point favorite? Or a two-score favorite. Sorry. Oh, I was like, I'll hammer them at two. Two-score. right now. Maybe a little teaser action with minus three and over 58, I would I maybe think- do. But a two-score favorite, I just – I can't get myself to do it. I already have 500 on the over. I will say that. I just think <laughs> KU is going to score 40-plus. I don't see why they wouldn't. And I'm our, staying away from KU. He's got 500 on the over. I am staying away from KU spread. Well, yeah. I believe in our <laughs> offense all day long. I, I mean, am I crazy for thinking we're going to score? I feel insanely confident about scoring 40-plus. Can I play devil's advocate on all this really quick? Yes, what? we need to because we are out of control right now. So I don't think this will be the case this time because the situation is just very different. But is there any worry? Like, remember when Deerman lit it up for a couple games in a row and we're like, holy shit, this offense is sick. Like, no one can stop us. And then K-State just immediately stopped us and everyone else figured us out. Now, Les Miles had a lot to do with that because I'm pretty sure he just took over play calling or <laughs> gave it back to some old dude that doesn't know what the hell he's doing, run it up the middle every time. Carter texted but, me. Who was calling plays for the West Virginia game the other day? It was that Les Koenig dude. Oh God! Uh, so Deerman yeah. called plays in Boston College. Yeah. Um, and they they win, score a hundred points, rush for five thousand yards, and then they come home for a huge game, two and one. And Les Koenig was calling the plays. Hell yeah! I uh, looking back. Wait, at go line. ahead. Well, I was just saying, is there any worry that that happens again? Like, I don't think it will, just because I don't think Lance is gonna. No way. Move play calling duties to someone else. But I guess the bigger worry is, is someone going to figure it out? We get scared and go super basic and then things collapse. I mean, I think if you look at last year, the end of the year, like you could tell there was something there with our offense. So, and it's just, you hear coaches talk about our offense and it's just like a hard freaking scheme to defend. Like you could hear Holgerson talking like, yeah, we just, that their option we just had no idea. And so, like, yeah, we're clearly not going to score 53 points a game. Um, and we'll probably have a game where somebody schemes perfectly for us and that we look stupid. But I think we've proven that we are, like, a legitimate – like, it's not just a rant. Like, Deerman just felt like we kind of threw a brand-new thing at someone, right? Like, that, we went from pounding it down your throat with less miles and less caning or whatever – to all of a sudden Carter's just slinging the ball over the field. This just feels like it's our system. It works. We're good at it. And it may not work perfectly every game, but like, I don't, I don't have a fear where it's just going to like disappear like it did with that KU team a few years back. And so, I think if, but it is if, if defenses like adjust and they start slowing us down a little bit, like I said earlier, I think our staff's so good at adjusting that they'll find something that works and we're going to be, in majority of games, like we said before the year, just because of the staff. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm excited so for the J- for the Jason Bean moment. Like he's just gonna have some play where we use him and it works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, um, even in that play we just talked about earlier that Casey caught, Bean's gonna yeah. throw a ball, a pass this year somehow, or catch a pass. <laughs> like he's insanely fast. Mm-hmm. They're gonna use him as a decoy so often and just throw someone off in the Oklahoma game or something. Go nuts. Yeah. What if we win 10 games? God. <laughs> We're projected in a bowl game. We're going to make a oh, bowl yeah. game. The uh, guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. We got KU Illinois. The Bill Self okay. Bowl. The Kevin Kane Bowl. We played them next year. We are guaranteed Let's... to make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we got to do to realistically make a bowl game. We're so, going to make a bowl. We haven't said we a beat... word about Duke. I love it. I know. We'll get to Duke <laughs> to wrap this up. We beat Duke this week. That gets us four. Let's say we split TCU-Iowa State. That gets us five. Is Texas Tech six? Like, is that the route? Is that the most likely route? Or maybe it's K-State because they may stink. I don't know. I'm not sure. You might think I'm crazy. I'm not sure we can't beat Oklahoma State at home. Sold-out crowd. I watched their their defense against Central Michigan – 
Um, and week one, they're not as good as they were last year. They lost a lot of pieces. Spencer Sanders, another eight-year guy. Lost Gundy's a great coach. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's at home. And then ba- here's how I look at it. There's three three-game stretches left, three three-game stretches. Mm-hmm. You got these yeah. three, and then you got the tough three we've talked about, Baylor, OU, Oklahoma State. Maybe you pull out one of those. And then I think the last three are winnable. Texas Tech, Texas at home, maybe without Ewers. I don't know what his health situation is. And then at K-State against the worst quarterback in the conference in a team that just lost to Tulane that we haven't talked about yet. We'll get to that. I got many thoughts. Am I wrong on the last three, though? Because last time I I thought I was crazy at first. Tech almost lost to Houston. We just dominated at Houston. I think we can beat Texas. I think, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we beat Tech. I tweeted this kind of as a joke just to take a shot. But, like, if we played K-State tomorrow, what's the line? Where's it at? Let's call it uh, Arrowhead Stadium. K State minus one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But like, like that's what's crazy is that game's all of a sudden become winnable. Now that could all change. K State could look really good. Like it could have just been a fluky bad loss, but their offense is certainly not good. Many um, questions. Yeah. So, I and Texas Tech, like you said, B turn they struggled with Houston we beat them a few years now I know they've improved but like I don't know Texas Tech one of the schools that just doesn't really scare me as much as clearly they used to are we even sure how good Baylor is I'm just saying they lost at BYU they only scored 20 points BYU's good they're ranked they're well coached they got a good defense they're always good I'm just saying how good are they I don't disagree with that at all be fair. I just love that he's talked OU Baylor in Oklahoma State <laughs> instead of like talking Iowa State. I guess you've talked all of, you've talked yourself into winning every game. That's really just what you've done. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying. How good is Baylor? I don't know. No, but like I'm not kidding. Years. Like AB, when me and you went through the schedule, and we were like, "Where are the wins at the beginning of the year?" Now I go through the schedule, and I'm like. Where the losses? This isn't that scary. Like, this isn't as terrifying as it once felt when we were the helpless Kansas Jayhawks. Now we're the electric offense Kansas Jayhawks, and I think we could compete with anyone. I saw someone write that we were a dark horse to win the conference. (laughs) Was that Braden Turner? (laughs) Oh, it was some, like, national article. It was talking about KU's hot start and their 3-0. and It was the Washington Post, I'm pretty sure. They put out the KU's 3-0, and and they were like, oh, what if I told you that there's a – a sporting event between Kansas and Duke, and one of the coaches is a nine-letter last name, and it's called Coach K, and you, you think it was uh-huh. basketball. But no, it's, it's footy. My thing is, can we hang in all these games? Like, is yes. there OU? Will we? No, but we can. I feel like our we can win any game. Our quarterback's that good. And our stat, like I've said it a million times, how damn good is our coaching staff? If we lose yeah. Lance, and I hate even saying this because this needs to be positive – I'll seriously cry. It will be devastating. I think like, Nebraska job is so up for, like, I think there's a real possibility and it scares me so much. Well, it doesn't even, like, and even it, if it's not Nebraska, it'll be someone else yeah. in three months. Like, every time there's a big school or a big program with an opening, his name's going to come Dude, up. if Notre Dame fires Freeman at the end of this wow. year, which is very possible. <laughs> that's not going to happen. They're not going to why not? These, the guy stinks. How about all these in-state recruits picking Notre Dame and K-State <laughs> and we're better? Can you imagine if Lance is Notre Dame's coach next year? No, I'm just – but, like, that's the point, though, is we're at the point where Nebraska, yes, that's scary because he has ties to it, but any job that opens now until – like, it's just like Iowa State's been with Campbell. Campbell is in every coaching search rumor. NFL – uh college like it's just that's it's a good thing but it it does suck to think that lance will be in every rumor possible michigan um, question mark harbaugh goes to the nfl after another playoff appearance this year I've, they're looking for someone what I if can, uh if nick Kodal, Saban back to the dolphins <laughs> if what if lance stays and then like coach k Kotal necky i hate saying no. his name I what was if he say, gets a head coaching job? That's the thing. I don't think we have much time with both of them. I thought you were going to say, what if Lance stays and we go to the Big Ten where he loves it? Oh. 
we're not doing Big Ten talk. But uh, here's my thing. I said it earlier. These dudes are super competitive. They took the KU job. That was we already said it. That was a huge risk. You come to KU, you do what you usually do: go one and eleven, two and ten every year. You can't turn them around. Do you get another job? Maybe they came here. No, it to prove it. it. You're in a Power Five conference already. Like, yeah, of course you're going to want to work towards a huge, massive football program one day. But maybe they maybe they want to stay at KU for a long time, and you're already in a big conference and a great conference that's about to add even better teams: BYU, Houston, UCF. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's and OU and Texas are about to lose. Watch KU. I'm getting ahead of myself, but watch KU be watch KU be one of the better teams in the Big Twelve because of this staff. I want to clip go, everything B turn said tonight. Can I go nightmares scenario? I'm just saying. Yeah. What if yeah. if Lance leaves, takes the staff with him? Like we're gonna struggle to keep guys around, right? Players. Yeah. Like Jay, like LSU calls Jalen Daniels up and be like, "Do I want to stick it Jaylen out?" Jalen Daniels is gonna start at Nebraska, brother. That, like see, that's that's, <laughs> that's kind of my point. Yeah. Like we're just gonna get drained in the transfer portal, like. And I, I don't want to get into this too much because we're very yeah, we excited. Need to stop. This is I've bad. had a couple of nightmare scenarios like that could be on the horizon, and I do not want that. But kind of gets my point. Like, just enjoy this season. Like, don't yeah look at it as it's like, oh, it's KU football. I know they're hot now, waiting on the other shoe to drop. We haven't had this kind of season in 15 years. Like, just sit back and enjoy it. Whatever happens, happens. Because who knows how long it'll be. And like. It's a good thing to have your coach and coaching yes. search rumors. Like Absolutely. we just need to realize that it is a good problem to have. It's gonna suck, but it's a lot better than <laughs> questioning your coach's mental well-being. Like and it's, we still have him for the whole year, no yeah. matter what, and he's undefeated. Who knows what could happen this year? He could take us to a bowl game. We win a bowl. He hands us over in a great spot. I'm just yeah. going to tell myself that he's going to stay. And I think KU, <laughs> like just talking KU, I think every single KU football fan in the country should have their hopes up and should be in a great spot mentally where this program is right now. Eventually yeah. you're going to have a new stadium, hopefully. They have one yeah. of the best coaches in the country came to Lawrence somehow. And just even talking about Lance, how good is Goff and how good his coaching search was? Like, that was incredible. He took his time, did his due diligence, and now we're in this great spot, and everyone should be pumped about KU football in the state we're at right now. Yep. Um, Is there a record for the amount of contract extensions in one season? <laughs> like, can we just give Lance another one, even though we just gave him one three weeks ago? Like, hey, God, he can't. We leave. know we just got you one, but let's get you like four more and let's Dude. bump your raise up to about, you know, $5 million. And Lance's go after agent. Winning. I don't know who Lance's agent is, but that guy has to just be like drooling. So well, that's excited. That's why I didn't take much out of the response to the question about Nebraska when they asked him about yeah. it last week. Cause it's like his agent's probably in his ear telling him not to say anything too drastic. So what is he really yeah. supposed to say? Like, I know it, it could have been better, but if he just outright declines it publicly, then that steam kind of goes away. That's the stuff like you. You know that Lance Leipold's going to listen if Nebraska calls. So, like, I appreciate that he's not doing the thing where they get mad at the reporters and they're like, I don't even know why you'd ask me about that. Like, oh, I have no interest in that job. And they just blatantly lie. Like, I appreciate Lance. I believe Lance when he said, like, I'm focused on uh, Houston. Like, I believed him. He's, But he's also going to listen if Nebraska calls. But, okay. I Let's think people overreacted to that answer too. Like you, I, yeah, I yeah. think it was the perfect answer. It's just an impossible kind of question answer. to be asked. Yeah, because yeah. I don't give a yeah. shit about North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's talk Duke. So I, uh, Duke, um, I think they I don't stink. Know, early. They kind of like people thought they were going to stink. Then they beat Northwestern, who I think also really stinks, but Northwestern beat Nebraska, so people thought Northwestern was kind of good. I think Duke stinks. Northwestern lost to Southern Illinois this week. Yeah. Uh, How bad's Nebraska then? Yeah, really bad. They're bad, 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 bad. bad. Yeah, I mean, they they beat Temple, who might be the worst team in FBS football. Beat Northwestern at the Horn. I don't know if you guys saw the game. I was on the under, so – I was watching, but Northwestern fumbled. 
at the inch yard line as time expired, essentially. And that would have tied the game, assuming they get the two good overtime. Who knows what happens? And then they beat North Carolina A&C, who's a real powerhouse. So I just <laughs> – I don't see it with Duke. I I don't know really much about anything about them, but just based off of, like, their wins and how they looked in that Duke-Northwestern game that I watched, like, it just – I just don't see it. Here's how I look at it. NCA&T stinks. They are terrible. They had 41 rushes for 217 yards against Duke last week. Kansas. Oh, my just, God. Just rushed for 280 against Houston. They rushed for 200 against West Virginia. They rushed for 290 against a really good Tennessee Tech team. We have 109 carries on the year. Seven. That was supposed to be funny. But we have 109 carries, 777 yards on the ground. Seven yards a carry. <laughs> We are yeah. one of the best rushing teams in the country. We just ran it all over a good rush defense, and t- Duke just gave up 200-plus rushing yards to NCA&T. NCA&T is losing that was by getting blown 40 out. points to FCS teams. Like, they're very yeah. bad. They're like Tennessee Tech. So the spread kind of does make sense the more we talk about it. Oh, you're on that spread by Saturday, I promise you. No question. So, so here's my thing, and this is, like, still hard for me to say, but, like, there's no reason we should not go out and just pump Duke. Like, we're just better. We're better coached. We got a better team. We got the best player on the field. We got the second best player on the field. We're going to beat Duke. Like, I have never felt more confident in the KU football game, and I hate that I'm even putting this out on airwaves. But, like, for once, I can go into a game really confident we're going to win. Like, I almost feel, I guess, Tennessee Tech. But, like, even – that game there were still so many unknowns like did we get better in the offseason like were i knew we were gonna win but like it just feels amazing to feel this confident playing against another like an acc program um so i think we roll i think i don't know if we'll roll in like the same type of fashion where it's like Jalen necessarily i mean Jalen's gotta like slow down right a little bit yeah but you could say like some of the running backs are due to exactly like, yeah, Dude, that's what they just haven't been getting many touches. By turn, yeah, like Devin Neal's not even touching the ball, still putting up decent numbers. Oh, he's got he's how many carries this year? Like 22, 23 carries this season. Jalen, just the way Jalen runs it, too. Like, he could have a bad day, bad passing day, but he's going to make things happen with his feet. He's our leading rusher. He has, God, how many rushing touchdowns does he? He has three, three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. But like so I he's feel gonna like make a ton of happen. our drives get started by him rushing for like a thirty yeah. yard game. Yeah. So he's gonna make things happen with his feet. And that's another thing about this KU team that is kind of scary. Our defense, I feel like I've said all year, it's gonna take a little bit for them to mesh with so many fresh faces. What if our defense gets better? And why can't our defense get better? They will. They absolutely will. It's I mean, scary. <clears throat> yeah. We've got guy like Phelps, Young, Bryant. Kenny Logan had a pick. Like we've got guys around that field that you see the moments where it's like if this if this team starts to like mesh, it's gonna be fun. Like um, I don't know. I got one question for you boys. Mm-hmm. What is our record after this three game home stretch? AB, you go first. Uh, I feel like if I say five and one, I'm being a homer. But I feel like if I say four and two, I'm being a hater. I'll go. F- I think six. No, I'll finish my thought. Go five and one. It's just. I was going to say like, we're going to see. We're going to be able to tell a lot about this team once they get a loss. How they bounce back the next week, and I think the more likely game we lose between Iowa State and TCU is Iowa State. So my question is: Okay, they just lost that. Do they bounce back against a pretty good TCU team and take care of business at home? That's just my only thing holding me back from being sure on five and one. I was gonna say I think saying six and zero is being a homer. I think saying five and one is like very, very possible. Like that's what's insane because you just gotta Duke needs to be a win. If it's not a win, that's a bad loss. And then let's say your dogs against Iowa State, but you could easily, like you said earlier, TCU KU could be like two three point spread. If TCU's favored, it's not going to be like by a touchdown or anything. So I think five and one is an extremely fair. You, you you take a team that's averaging 53 points a game with three home games to think they can't go get two out of three games against these teams. It's not that absurd to say. So I'll say five and one as well. 
Yeah, and then AB, do you say four and two because like KU's past thirteen years? Like, are you? I feel like we all got skeptical when I asked that question. Like, we had to think about it. But now you see the product on the field. You see the staff. You see how good the offense is. Like, do we overthink what we could be because of our past? Probably a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I put that into my thought process a whole lot. I think it's just more bouncing back after a loss because I'd probably take Iowa State to beat us, maybe. I mean, knowing this, we'll win. We'll beat the shit out of Duke. We'll come to home, come against Iowa State with a packed house and win that game, too. I mean, who knows what will happen. But um, but can I say this? What's up? If we're 4-2, and two, that's not even that bad. Like, no, not, we'd be thrilled about We should be melting that. down, no. right? Yeah. Like, I know it'll kind of suck because that probably means we lose two straight, but, like, Four and two is still well, four and two. It probably means we lose like. But I guess AB saying right? AB saying five and one makes him a homer. You know, yeah. I feel like yeah. it really doesn't. I feel like that we That's only fair. think that because other fan bases almost still think we're a joke or don't believe. But I I'm gonna say five and one for some reason. I I don't know why. I just think we're gonna lose the TCU game. I don't. I just it's just a weird feeling I have. I think we're gonna win the next two. Start five and zero. Oh, we're gonna be ranked. Um, what do you guys think our attendance will be Saturday? And why I'm won't it be sold out? It won't. 11 a.m., not to be a hater, but I'm saying like 43. Okay, so I was on your side, Rye, before I saw ticket prices today. When I saw ticket <laughs> yeah. prices were like 60 bucks to get into the game, like, I don't know, man. Like, the last time tickets were that high was that K-State game, and that was absolutely jam-packed, except for the stupid little bowl area where you can't see behind the field goal club. That's the thing shown on TV the most, which is yeah. the worst. But, uh, so like, yeah, I, I don't I know. I really don't goal. know. We don't know what to expect. Like, we yeah. don't have a frame of reference for this in the 13 years. Well, the lock uh, of the week is guaranteed sold out Iowa State if we beat Duke. With it being homecoming. No what. Yeah, homecoming. Everyone's and a town, 2.30 kickoff, Iowa State, yeah, four-hour drive for them. Like, that place will be absolutely packed for Iowa State. <sighs> and if we that lose, we might lose some team. Well, the only, um, only thing that worries me is the away sections for this week against Duke. Like, that's those sections. I, that's why, I, yeah. But I don't – I mean, I'm talking to the ticket rep earlier. I'm saying how many tickets are left, how many tickets are left. And in the groups, group tickets uh, sections, there was only, like, 100 tickets left in those sections. So yeah. the in the side we were on for tech, I feel like that was full to the top pretty much. Student section was close. If the student section isn't full, any of the students that don't fill it up can just drop out. Like drop that's out what of I'm school. most excited about. <clears throat> like the students, they pretty much packed it for Tennessee Tech when we had I mean we had some sort of expectations for the team, but we didn't think we'd be this good. So it's like, why yeah. can't the students, like, would they just fill in the Duke side if they can't all fit on their part? Like, is it to the point where our student section is overflowing? That's wild. Also, insane we're having these conversations. And speaking of those conversations, thinking about the reasoning days, were you guys a fan of the chant after the opening kickoff with the yeah. keys? Do bring we bring back. that back? I'm thinking about tweeting the video Dude, and saying, these kids don't bring even. Back. Those kid, these alive. kids are oh, yeah, they way. can't even. They were, but like they can't even fathom what they don't remember that at all. We got to get the plunger uh, head to start talking about it. You know, he can spread the word. Yeah, he's everywhere. You know, I'm talking um, about the guy that wears like the plunger on his head. That's at like front row of every KU athletic event. How do I not know him? Oh my! You, I don't know. If you saw a picture, I guarantee you'd know in one second. But it's like the like Halloween costume where half of it's sticking out of one end and half of it's coming out the other. And, all right, let's do <clears throat> predictions. We're going on DraftKings because it's the only line. And we'll get to the green wave. Okay, to I was going to say, don't cut maybe. this shit off before we get our, our hot no, takes I off. just want your Duke, I want your Duke-KU <laughs> predictions. KU minus nine versus Duke. Um, over under 64. I'm all over the over. I got to have this KU team prove to me they're not going to hit an over. Uh, before I bet against it. So I'm on the over. Um, I'm hesitant, like, UB turn to take the nine. Not that I think we'll, like, struggle. But it does feel like it's going to be a lot of pressure for these guys. Like, is there a chance they come out over-juiced and, like, over-pumped up because they're playing in this front of this big crowd? And do they kind of, like, struggle and – I don't know. You mean, like, not- they have – 
in the last two games? Struggle. Yeah, but even like, yeah, but even like maybe extended. I don't know. Like, I could just see like I'm probably gonna say uh, Hawks forty, Duke thirty two. Like, I think we're gonna be very close to covering, but I don't know. Do we just? mess around a little bit because of nerves and do we let it be closer than it should be? I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. Oh, I hate that I'm not taking the Hawks cover. They're going to cover, but that's my official prediction. B-Turn, you want to go or you want me to? I would, I'm scared about the spread and I think it's because KU in the past and we're a two-score favorite and that hasn't happened against like a power five in a long time, so that scares me, but I would lean KU. Just reading how many rushing yards Duke gave up to NCA and C last weekend and how we're running it. Probably, I mean, sounds crazy, but with the way we're going, you might have to score 40 against KU to cover that number. So, it's out, I mean, 30 or 35 at least, but I would say KU, and I'm putting a lot, a lot of money on the over. Love it. Uh, I'm scared. Dug a little bit deeper on Duke. Uh, Northwestern ran for like 250 against Nebraska, oh, yeah. but then they only – 34 carries for 76 yards against Duke. But Duke was up big early in that game, and I it wasn't – like I think the Northwestern did through it 60 times. I can look at that really quick. Yeah, he was 36 of 60, which is just insane. So they were throwing the ball up to just kind of climb back into it. But uh, 44-24 Hawks, uh, first quarter a little dicey like always, and that yeah. boat race in the second half. So, okay, you in the over. We haven't even had a single-digit game this year, people are saying. Yeah, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that overtime one was hilarious. Um, you know who has lost a football game this year? AB, just Missouri. throw a random team out there. Who's yeah, lost? Who's lost a game? Missouri. Uh, uh, Notre Dame lost twice. They did almost three. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska's pretty good. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. They lost to Georgia Southern. Yeah. Does, does Nebraska still have Adrian Martinez playing quarterback? <laughs> Oh, where, no, where, where where does he where's he play at? Well, he replaced um, Skyler. Oh, that's right, K State. Oh, that's right. Yeah, bingo. They and lost. then mm-hmm. Nebraska got uh, Casey Thompson, who's worse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Adrian Martinez plays for K State. Um, Wildcats, and they lost to Tulane. So, AB thoughts. Uh, many thoughts. First of all, congratulations, Green Wave. Just a great win. Fought hard, played good defense. He's Willie. getting a big job soon. Maybe the next Kansas head coach. We'll see what Lance does. Um, but let me get back to the main point. K-State, I mean, we are five days away from KU being two games better than K-State in football. And to me, it's just like a lock. Like, And, and people are going to say, oh, you guys haven't won anything yet. Oh, wait till you play better teams. Okay, sorry. Our two wins, both of those teams are better than Tulane. I'll say that, first of all. Second of all, you guys claimed a fucking national championship when you got Adrian Martinez, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it at all. You guys suck. You, you'll win six to eight games like you do every goddamn year. But you'll claim that you're the best. Decade of dominance, part two, Sprite Gomez McClyman. So it's nice to have the better coach. Nice to have a quarterback that K-State fans would seriously become. They, they would charge. They would. What am I trying to say? They would suck penis for <laughs> They would. And I know that's crazy, oh, no. but they legitimately would. And it's an awesome – I've been waiting for this moment since the Twitter app was invented to talk shit on K-State football and not be buried in the ground because KU was 2-10. and 10. This is the – and this one's thing. Enjoy every second because we are at this moment, at this time, and take advantage of it as you can because who knows if we'll beat them later in the year. We'll get to that when it comes up. But right now we're the better football team with a better coach and a better quarterback, and that cannot be – like taken away from us. It's just an absolute fact. The narrative that West Virginia and Houston aren't good football teams is hilarious to me. It blows my mind. They just, it's, it's a swinging goalpost. Whatever happens, they go with the opposite so they can disagree with KU. And West... the nerve of that <laughs> K-State fan, the nerve of the K-State fan today to tweet at me and say that the majority of K-State fans are happy to see KU having success is the most blasphemous thing I have ever read in my entire life. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled. Yeah. Also, I mean, if we West lose, Virginia. if we lose on Saturday, AB, that will be the most shared clip 
in the That's history fine. of video. I've already gotten buried by K-State fans on Twitter more times than I can count. I, I just It bounces off of me like a bullet <laughs> going into a whale. Like It just does not matter. I can live with it, but I'm going to talk my shit while I can. West Virginia win, almost wins at Pitt, probably should have won. Houston, great. I mean, that's a good-ass football People team. People were saying they were going to be in the playoff conversation this year, and three weeks later they're the worst team in FBS because KU beat them. Maybe credit <laughs> KU and not diminish the Cougars or whatever they are. I mean, scoring 50 points on anyone is impressive. They're averaging 53 points a game, and two of those games are against West at West Virginia and at Houston. Like, these are road games. Kansas doesn't win road games. And we've won how many? Three of our last four? If you count Texas yeah. last year, yeah, we Which won two. Crazy. We had won two before that. Two before like before Leipold came, yeah. we were two and sixty-six on the road, <laughs> and now we're winning road games, and it's not good enough. And we're not playing good teams. We're playing against JT Daniels, who nearly was the starter for the national champions last year at West Virginia. We're fourteen-point dogs at Houston. We're ten-point dogs. We win both of those games, but nope, you're not playing anyone. You haven't beaten anyone thing. good. We'll see against. In the next three weeks, we don't play anyone amazing, so it's going to have to be OU that we have to beat to prove mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh, another thing, and I don't think we've even talked about this. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. The nerve. Both of those road wins were the home openers for both of the schools, and everyone, like all the ticket offices, all the social media accounts, there's clearly a boost when it's someone's home opener and there's like a legitimate football program playing the game. Houston had high expectations. I know it was raining, but like – they're juiced to get in there. West Vaz juiced to watch a football game. They've got tradition coming off a tough loss. Like, I just don't get the hate. What do you want us to do? The moment we start caring about football after that's all they've thrown at us for 10 years is that we don't give a shit about football. The moment we start caring, we're caring too much and getting too excited. So I've been saying it forever. You can't win with these idiots. You never will. So just talk your shit and take your shit when it comes back to you because it just means nothing. But take advantage of it while you can because I'll absolutely be doing that. And I hope you guys join. Last wow. time we last time we said Kansas was a better football team than K State, we lost by forty. I don't care, but we, we are the better again. team right now. My better nightmare scenario for is still sure. Alive. The do you think Lance Leipold would lose to the Green Wave? Absolutely not. Can you imagine a Lance Leipold offense post year one putting up ten points against a non-conference opponent that's unranked, not Power Five at home, perfect Boy, weather. Does Adrian I mean, stink right now? I don't know what – I was a big Adrian Martinez guy at Nebraska, just always believed in the talent, but he looks awful. I mean, he's got to be averaging 100 passing yards a game. Well, Maybe. Brayden, they got him They got him because he can run the ball, and that's why they're going to score 35 points a game this year. <laughs> we got to play someone before we say our offense is good. Yeah. I mean, Tulane, is, Tulane would be 25-point favorites against West Vaughn Houston's all-star team combined. So, like, I just – I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> Was that enough, right, Rye, well, or did you get me K-State hate? No, I, AB took care of that for us. That was phenomenal, and I can't follow that up. Um, it is so funny. Like I said before the K-State-Missouri game, like, picturing them losing would be hilarious. Them losing to Tulane was even funnier, like – Nobody saw that coming. So perfect. And it's just what they do. It's just what they do. They are constant. Um, they constantly get their hopes up, and it's always shot down. So, um, Oh, from Tucker, Adrian Martinez averaging a whole 101 passing yards a game. <laughs> Had a baby. Against dorks. Yeah, three of them. <laughs> Against Right. And also, shout out to all the people that had the nuts to put on the table and say that Lance was a better coach than Kleiman before the season started. Because it, I mean, I know oh, it's like right now, it's, up. it's easy for us to say it now because of what's gone on over the past three weeks. But like, I just, I don't know how you could say otherwise. I don't think Kleiman comes into this program and turns it around as fast as Lance did with us. Kleiman is great at keeping up the tradition of winning seven games a year and hyping people up to win a Big 12 championship that'll never come. So, All right, boys. Um, would, you guys, would you guys like some receipts on that? Yeah. You have them? Yep. Not – well, just from, like, after week one. No. Some A KU fan tweets, one of the reasons I'm so confident in this Kansas team is because I know when we line it up each week, the best coach on the field is standing on our sideline. K-State fan quotes it, says LMFAO. And then a K-State fan says, I honestly don't understand the love and hype. 
he won two games and just beat the shittiest team maybe in the country. Congrats. Will you send me these? <laughs> just for his personal pleasure. He's not even going to tweet him. He's just going to read them all night. After we beat Tennessee Tech, just beat the shittiest team in the country. LOL, congrats, question mark. Did you guys yeah, like those? I mean, life comes at you fast. Haters. They're just such haters. And They've got to be stunned right now. It's they're, so rough. They're we safe, just though. won a national title. We just won a national title, and now we're better than them at football currently. May not stay also, that way, but currently we are. Also, another Big Ten thought I had earlier, just – a Big Ten thought was, remember every time we were in Big Ten talks and Vern was tweeting shit, K-State would go, why would they want you guys? You guys are the worst team in the country at football. They don't want a team that's not good at football. Now we're fucking better than them. And we're actually decent at football. And here's the crazy thing. I know I've been jokingly tweeting 2027 Big Ten West champs. If we were in the Big Ten West this year, we actually would win that division. <laughs> I have no doubts in my mind. It's bad. We would. I would. It's Nebraska. Wisconsin just got smoked by Wazoo a couple weeks ago. Like Iowa's brutal. Like it's it's just great. Well, let's just win the Big ride. Twelve this year. This is this is a fun episode, boys. I Maybe need the football to keep winning, K State to keep losing, and this will be a fun football season. But uh, we got to wrap it up. It's been an hour, <laughs> longest episode we've done in a while. Um, the Hawks are three and zero. Pack the booth. Sell that place out. Uh, we don't even need to tell people to go to the booth. We don't even need to tell them. We don't even need to sell tickets or give away tickets. People are just going to go because the product of the field. National player of the week. He One of the best coaches elite. in the country. Best offensive he coordinator is. in the world. He's literally better than Sean McVay. What else do you need to get you to the booth on Saturday, folks? We'll all be there. That's all we got. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Rock Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.